What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Yolk Christian Podcast. Uh, my name is Jared Montana, and I'm so excited to be here again, and I'm with Codis Rawlings. Jared, your shirt sucks. You know where to get a better shirt at? The Yolk Christian Podcast website. We have really cool shirts there, Christian shirts. They're very affordable. They're very comfy. Very clean That's true. Ones too. If you mm-hmm. want to get a good date, what's what's a better way to wear a Christian shirt? All the Christian You got to impress her. You got to impress her. Yeah, right? Because, you know, when people are trying to find other Christians, it's hard. You know, you, you got to signal in the air. So wear a Christian shirt. Your Christian podcast will get you stacked. And I tell you what, when you go pick up that girl, when you, you know, go pick her up for that first date or whatever, what, you know, there's no better feeling for a girl whenever she gets in that truck or when she gets in that car and she sees a drawing near book on your dash, all right? Yep. That's how she That's how she knows that you are drawing near to God. Bible verse right there. That's a clear hint. James 4. That's a Christian. Yeah. There. And that's right, and that's what Christians ought to do. They ought to let people know that they're around, that they're Christian without having to tell them, right? And and obviously you trust her enough to leave your phone up on the date. You sit it up on the table. You get a notification Mm. from our Discord of our community. What? What? And then then she – yeah. Then they ask, hey, what is that? Oh, you know, it's my Christian community. Yeah, it is awesome. So you guys should totally find those. You know, you you got to have a good date. You know what I mean? Three Christian things. Shirt. Yo, the book, Discord, dude, I'm telling you. That's the trinity of a perfect date right there. So y'all go check it out, and uh, it's perfect, all right? So, but today's episode, we are going to be talking about something a little bit less lighthearted, I, I reckon. Um, so I want to talk about self-prescribed misery. It's I'm interesting. Gonna, I'm just leave. You got this one. <laughs> right, right, right. So uh, the other day, I was I made a TikTok about it, but I was I was mm-hmm. sitting down in my backyard. I was just enjoying the sunlight, right? me, bro. Say it again. It convicted me because, like, mm. it's a whole long story, but that is where yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine too, who's kind of struggled in the same ways I have. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it later, but okay. It yeah, I'll, I'll I'll share my perspective of that. Okay, yeah. Um, so, you know, I've been bogged down with work, and and I we I said in a couple episodes ago well, that it's, it's right, <laughs> um, and he said, "What was me?" Um, and I just wanted you know some time off or whatever, and so I I went outside, I, I set up a chair, and I just sat in the sunlight with my dogs, and I was playing with them, you know, and, and I was just enjoying life, I guess, and and so my dog, I have a few different dogs, I have three dogs, okay. Long story short, uh, one's a German Shepherd, one's a Mutt, and one's a Great Pyrenees, and it, it, they're really fun because they all have way different personalities, and so I'm sitting there, and and God's trying to like speak to me. I brought my book out there, I was just reading. Um, and I closed my book and I was just, you know, letting God speak. And so my German shepherd, she loves to play. Like she plays like no other dog. She could run a hundred miles an hour all day long. She's so energetic. And so I'm trying to paint this picture so you can understand this dog. And so whenever you come outside, first thing, yeah, coyote. Um, and so when you come outside, the first thing she does is she grabs a toy, brings it to you. Won't let you have it though, but she brings it to you because she's like, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play. And so runs – anyways, and so I'm sitting out there, and she's been trying to play with me for a minute. You know, I've thrown a, a, the ball a few times, and, and uh, anyway, so I sit down, and I look over, and, and she's just whining. And she's just laying there with the toy, like, up under her paws, you know, and uh, and she – I'm like, all right, come here, girl. Bring it to me. And so she's still whining. She knows I'm talking to her, so she grabs the toy with her mouth or whatever. She tries to walk it over to me. I try to grab the toy. She says, no, you know, walks away, right, keeps it in her mouth. And so I'm like – well, do you want to play or not? You know what I mean? If you want to play, give it to me so I can throw it. And uh, so I keep calling her over. She you know, comes close to me but won't get close enough to where I can grab it, right? 
Um, and so anyways, I pick up my book, I start reading, and, and she starts whining again. It's like, why are you whining? And anyways, she was whining because she wanted to play, but she was too stubborn to give up her toy so that we could play. And so God showed me that she had self-prescribed misery. She was miserable because she chose to be miserable. And I think oftentimes, I, I think there's two different kinds of, of misery. Um, and I didn't explain this earlier, and I don't, I don't know that I've even perfected this thought quite yet in my head, so I'll, maybe I'll, I'll say it right now. But I think that there's self-prescribed misery in the sense of, you know what? I'm changing, changing my mind. I'm not going to talk about that. Um, so I think that oftentimes, not all the time, but oftentimes what's going on in our life is our fault. I think that we reap what we sow. We, we you know, actions have consequences. But then, um, so, okay, I guess that would be the two different kinds of misery that I'm talking about is uh, one is a, is a consequence. That's a, a misery. As a, it's a result of our actions that we are now miserable. Or it's our mindset that we have that we continue to dwell on misery so we stay in misery. And so I think that a lot of depression, I know a lot of people, I know it's a mental disease, mental illness, whatever. Um, and I know a lot of people struggle. I struggled with it for a long time. I'll tell you this, though. Once I figured out how to um, properly think about things, I haven't been depressed since then. So um, I know there's going to be a lot of people that are like, oh, you can't just say that. You know, I, I have medications I have to take. I have to do all this and that. Sure. Um, sure. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not empathetic. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. Um, but I will say this. God can heal anything. He can cure everything. All right? So uh, cast your worries in God. He'll take care of you. But um, – so I think that most of the times, unless there's some sort of underlying uh, issue, that our depression is caused by our self-prescribed misery. We are depressed because we're dwelling on our, our, our sadness. We're dwelling on these things that are causing our depression. So um, say a, a lot of people get depressed after a loved one dies. And so I understand grieving, right? There's a part where we should grieve. There's a time for grieving. But we begin to be depressed when we grieve for too long. So whenever if, if we are grieving for longer than we should, then we'll get depressed. And if we're depressed because we were grieving for too long, like then we should. The Bible, where it's like it's okay to grieve for now, but mm -hmm. keep going. Yep. Yep. And there, there's a time for it. There really is. And but it, it, it's not the time to grieve if you've been grieving for too long. If you're depressed now, uh, so six years. Anyway, right. And so that's that's no so anyways that i would i would describe that as self-prescribed misery you're miserable because you choose to be miserable and i know there's a lot of people that'd be like okay jared i'm just going to turn this off right now you can all right but i'm just i'm telling you from experience that's 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 how you, yeah that's how you overcome it though is is you admit it to yourself and then you change your mindset and people don't like that but i tell you what you can choose happiness happiness is a choice being joyful amidst your circumstance, whatever that, that circumstance is. We were just talking about this in a previous episode. Paul, while in prison, chose to be joyful despite his circumstance. That's joy, right? Happiness is circumstantial. Joy is not. You can choose to be joyful in the midst of, of grieving. You can choose, be, choose to be joyful in the midst of all these bad things, right? So um, I could tell a plethora of stories right now, but uh, I guess I'll just use this as an example. My dad has got cancer, right? Um, he... This is just me speaking. He doesn't listen to the podcast, so I'll just, I'll just speak my mind here. Um, I'd say it to him straight up. But anyways, I think because of this, he has lost his joy. Now, we, we can go in and out and still be saved. Now, I'm, not, I'm not making any sort of weird claim like that, but um, it is biblical that we can 
grow and lessen in joy. Um, and so, or increase and decrease in joy. Yeah, that's probably better terminology. And so I think he has decreased in joy because of all that's going on. He's got a lot of, you know, tough stuff going on. Um, now he has still remained fruitful. He has obviously remained in faith. None of that. Um, I'm not saying he hasn't, but um, I think that he's lost some of his joy. And so if this were to um, affect him, like my mom, uh, I, I, if I remember right, might have been a dream. Anyways, I think my mom said that she thinks he's become, uh, becoming depressed because he's just had this mindset for so long of, you know, uh, this is what's happening to me. Now, whenever I talk to him, I don't necessarily get that impression. But anyways, if that is true and he has been dwelling on the, you know, the sad parts for so long that he is becoming depressed, I would define that as self-prescribed misery. And so, um, you know what, Codus, what are your thoughts? Nothing really at the moment. Okay. Um, and so... I think of David, when we read the Psalms, we see a lot of self-prescribed misery because he was dwelling on this stuff for so long that he it made himself miserable. Yeah, I think, um, and, so a little, my perspective, I guess, on the dwelling part is, me and my friend, we were talking about this not too long ago, um, but sometimes when, this was before I found Christ, obviously, so this is pre-Christ thoughts and everything, new thoughts now, but before Christ, before I had, you know, that joy or that, you know, whatever, the Holy Spirit, when I was living in the world, it felt like the sadness, the depression was comfortable, like mm. comfortable crying, you know, listening to sad music, you know, feeling alone. It was more comfortable. It felt like, I, I don't know why. I, I still, I've been trying to figure out ever since why, but there's something about the sadness that gets comfortable. And so mm. that's the right that you can dwell in that. Like, obviously you're not happy and you know that. But you choose to dwell in it because you feel more comfortable in it. So I guess what I'm trying to, I guess, say here is you can dwell in the sadness or you can dwell in God. Like, I'm not going to say you're going to be happy when you start dwelling in God, but you're going to be changing a lot. I can tell you that. Mm. But Absolutely. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out why. Like, I thought it was comfortable to dwell in the sorrow. That's because I, uh, I think we are comfortable in sorrow just because we want to be in an environment that is identical to us. So if imagine this, you're in a room with a bunch of happy people and there's one person that's being a Debbie downer, like, Oh, don't be a Debbie downer. You know what I mean? Cause everybody wants to be in an environment that is similar to how they feel. And so when you're uh, sad, you want to listen to somebody else that feels sad. You know what I mean? And so that's just our, our nature and how our brains are wired. So I would say that there's the two different kinds of misery is one self-prescribed and then Two, which I guess could be a form of self-prescribed, but it's a uh, result of your own actions or an, uh, a consequence of your own action. And so if you're experiencing misery as a consequence of your own action, then deal with the hand that you've been dealt, I'm speaking in poker terms, and make the most of what you've been given. Kenny um, Rogers says, yeah, I know when to fold him. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Again. And, uh, and, and if you are in the other type of misery that is self-prescribed, I would encourage you to change your mindset. And in fact, in Romans chapter 12, it says, renew your mind. Read that entire chapter for me. Go renew your mind. How do you renew your mind? You input those dark thoughts with life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way. So if you want to get, if you want to find the way out of depression, you want to find that way out of misery, go to Jesus. Re replace those those deep, depressing, uh, miser miserable thoughts with the good that is God's word. And... Uh, Memorize scripture. That's the best way to renew your mind. So that's really all that I've got for this this topical. Uh, if you ever have any questions, feel free to reach out. But.
yeah, we, we'll love to talk to you guys. Yeah, Kodis, any other thoughts? Uh, no, man. God is, yeah. God is comfy, you know, go dwell in him. Mm. Like, look, look I, at I, behind you. That man went through all of that for you. Mm. Not just me, not just Jared, but you. Mm. Yep. Well, Kodis, uh, go ahead and pray us out. All right. Heavenly Father, um, oh, shoot, I'm having a brain fart. What did we just talk about? Um, Self-prescribed misery. Yeah. There you go. Why I had a brain fart. Uh, sorry, God. Anyway, sorry for the interruption, God. Uh, but, uh, Lord, I just pray that you help us find that way out of the darkness. Because sometimes, Lord, it feels like a trap, Lord. We go in the darkness and we just get stuck, Lord. And we just dwell in it and it feels like there's no way out, Lord. I just pray that you just, you take us out of those dark places and you say, look, I'm right here. It is okay. Like, let us know that you're always with us, God. And you'll never leave nor forsake us, God. Um, I just pray that you keep protecting us, God. You keep guiding us and you keep using us, Lord. Uh, in all this name I pray, amen. Amen. Well, thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. Y'all go check out the next episode, but CODIS? Godspeed.